Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. You know, your mind is so important. Romans 8 and verse 6 says, To be carnally minded is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. There's this picture in the Bible of your mind a bit like the control room, the control center of your life. Um, Proverbs 4 says, guard your heart for out of it spring all the issues of life. It's like the control center. Uh, Proverbs 23, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. There's, there's this, this place in the middle of you, your thought life. The place of the skull, you know, when Jesus was crucified, it was called the place of the skull because our thoughts need to get saved so that the rest of us can get saved. Amen. As I think, so am I. We sometimes think as I behave, so am I. Or as people think about me, so am I. Or, or whatever my status or title is in life, that is what I am. But actually, the Bible says, what you think is what you really are. And it plays itself out. There's a control center in the middle of your being, which is your thoughts. And I want to tell you that it can be dark, confused, and painful. In which case, the fruit that comes out of that is dark and painful fruit. You, you try, you go around in the same circle again and again, trying to break out of, of hat, habits and patterns and, and ways of speaking and living, and you just can't. And the problem is there's a, a tape playing in your thought center that is an unhelpful tape. And you may not even know that it's there. It got put in there and programmed into you in your first maybe five or ten years of life, uh, through experiences and things that were said and done to you, and you don't even realize there's this thought tape playing in your mind, but it, it guides you. It can be a place of darkness, or it can be a place of great peace and life. The mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Let me read you a few amazing verses about the mind set on the spirit. So Proverbs 3 verse 13 is talking about wisdom, which is the, the thoughts that are thinking God's thoughts after him. If our minds are cleaned up and, and made healthy and, and bright and full of life, God's thoughts are flowing through us. And it, it's, it's called wisdom in Proverbs 3. It says, happy is the man who finds wisdom or God's way of thinking. And the man who gains understanding. She is more precious than rubies. And all the things that you may desire cannot compare with her. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. From a dark, confused, angry mind, you can have a mind of pleasantness. All her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. And happy are all who retain her. Your mind can be a place of life and peace. And I'm, gonna, I'm praying for us this year that we get a mind of life and peace. 
that out of our heart, you know, Daniel 11 says, um, those who know their God will be strong and do great exploits. It's knowing God in our minds and in our hearts that causes us to be strong and do great exploits. 2 Peter 1 verse 3 says, God has given everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him. Ephesians 1, Paul prays. He says, I, praise, I pray that you may have a spirit of wisdom and understanding and that the eyes of your heart may be open so that you may know what God has done. He's saying, let your mind become a place of light instead of a place of darkness. A place of focus instead of a place of confusion. A place of freedom and life instead of darkness and death. And you know what, friends? It can happen today. It can start today. And we're going to revolve around this topic for much of this year. And I'm so excited because I've seen it in my own life. I was a confused 17-year-old. I remember going to the library in school. We didn't have the internet in those days. And I was pulling out all the books I could find on religion and philosophy and Eastern mysticism and the meaning of life. And I was just confused. The more I read these concepts, the more confused I got. It was like I was going down a dark spiral. And then I heard about Jesus. And somebody said, come to a 13-week course about Jesus. It wasn't called Alpha, but there was a course. And I went, and over the course of 13 weeks, I learned about Jesus. And the light just started dawning in my heart and in my mind. And eventually, at the end of it, they said, will you commit? Will you say, yes, you want Jesus in your life, and you will serve him? And I said, yes, I will. I was a rebellious teenager. I was full of darkness and messed up habits and Jesus changed my life around and the change in my thoughts has tracked exactly with the change in the fruitfulness that God has brought about in my life. And so we're going to look at this over the next weeks and months. If we can just put up the next verse on the screen. It's Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17 and I'm going to work through this for a few minutes now. He says, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. So the first word there is futility. I'm going to mention a few words that describe the unsaved mind. He says, don't walk any longer like the unsaved people do who have futile minds. You know what futility means? It means aimless and pointless. It means there doesn't seem to be any victory. You never achieve what you thought you would achieve. The futility of their minds means even when they do achieve a goal that they thought they wanted to achieve, they get there and it's meaningless. It's like grasping the wind. It doesn't satisfy. No longer walk like the Gentiles in the futility of their thinking. So the first darkness that I want to attack or, or bring out into the light today is futility. And I want to ask you to be honest. Maybe just turn the, your gaze a little bit within yourself and say, those things that I've been aiming for, that I thought were true, that I thought were important, have they resulted in life for me, joy for me, peace for me? That relationship that I thought I needed, that 
bank balance that I wanted, that promotion, that whatever it is, that sporting accolade, did it result in the joy and the peace that I thought it would, or is it futile? And if it's futile, the great news is when God says you can move out of that, he gives you the power to move into something better. He goes on to say, they have their understanding darkened. Darkened means there is no light. And he goes on to say, uh, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them and because of the blindness of their hearts. So there's three words there, darkened, ignorance, and blindness. Ignorance means I don't have the truth. I don't have the facts. It hasn't been presented to me. And so many of us are in a darkened place in our thoughts because the light hasn't got in. The Word of God hasn't got in. Psalms tells us the entrance of your word brings light. And, and we need to open our eyes. Hosea 4 says, my people perish for lack of knowledge, ignorance. Darkened, ignorance, blindness. Many of us are struggling with a darkened mind because the light, the word of God, the truth, the life of God hasn't broken in. And so again, I'm asking you to expose that to the light today and say, is it perhaps possible that I need to stop looking at all these other sources of information, the news, the books that I'm reading, the people I'm listening to, and start letting God's word come in to bring light? I need to just mention something here about this word blindness. There is a verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4, which says, The God of this age has blinded the mind of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the glory of the gospel of Christ. The God of this age, there is an enemy who wants to keep your mind in futility, confusion, bondage, and pain. And his name is Satan, and he has blinded the mind of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the glory of the gospel of Christ. And I want to tell you that if you've asked Jesus into your heart, you know there's a story in the gospel of a man who lived by the tombs in a place called Gadara. He was called the Gadarene demoniac because he was so demonized. He had a legion, thousands of demons, and he lived naked amongst the tombs and he would cut himself. He was in bondage. His thoughts were in darkness, futility, just going around in aimless ways and not knowing where he was going. And Jesus landed on the shore off the lake uh, of Galilee at Gadara and Jesus landed on the shore and this man even though he was so bound in futility and darkness he had the ability because the human choice the human will can choose he had the ability to come and kneel before Jesus even though he was so darkened and confused he knelt before Jesus and Jesus set him free from all those demons and light came into him I want to tell you that if you feel that the God of this age has blinded you, you try to read the Bible and you can't, you, you, you just feel like you're in confusion, you have the same power. Even a completely demonized man could kneel before Jesus and be set free. You can come today and say, Jesus set me free from this mind-blinding force that's trying to stop me, and it goes. And so right now, in Jesus' name, we declare that we don't want our minds to be blinded. 
And in Jesus' name, we say anything that is blinding our minds, leave us now. Our eyes in the Spirit are open in Jesus' name. Go, Satan, in Jesus' name. And that's all you need to do. The power of God breaks you free, and the blindness can leave. And then the verse goes on to say, They are past feeling, having given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. They are past feeling. What that means, it's, it's a term that is repeated again and again in the Bible called hard-heartedness or dull-heartedness. Let me just read you a, a little passage from Matthew 13 where Jesus was speaking about all the people who were listening to him preach. And he said to his disciples, For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. Their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I could heal them. He says that there comes a point where we ignore God's word enough that we actually build up a callous in our hearts and our minds so, so God's word doesn't affect us anymore. You know what it's like when you are convicted by God, when you hear a sermon or you read his word or, or something happens, your conscience uh, cuts you and you feel, I must respond, and your heart is tender to God's word. But I know that it is possible for me to resist that. And I go home and the family say, no, don't be a fanatic for God. The people at work say, what are you doing giving money to God's kingdom? Don't be silly. You, you must give it, put it in your bank account. And what happens is our hearts were soft and open to God, but we resisted. And the Bible says eventually our hearts become hardened and it becomes harder and harder and harder to hear. And Jesus said that the people listening to him were like that. And this verse in Ephesians 4 says that people's hearts are dull. They're past feeling. They can't hear anymore. And again, we need to say, God, I'm sorry. And the minute I turn back to God, he floods in. And Jeremiah 33 says that he turns our heart of stone into a heart of flesh. He makes it soft again. And then the verse goes on. In verse 23, he says, Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. I've said it several times today already, but God will never give you a command unless he gives you the ability to do it. Friend, I want to tell you today, God is giving you this word, but he's giving you the ability to be renewed in your thinking. You might say, you know what, it's been decades that I've been thinking this way. I didn't even realize I was in this wrong thought pattern. And God says, today can be the day. Be renewed, brand new, a fresh way of thinking. And he says, in the spirit of your mind. I just love that. You know, I believe your soul is made up of a mind which is your thinking, a will, which is your deciding. Do you remember I said the man from Gadara, the demoniac, could decide to kneel before Jesus? A mind, a will, and emotions, those feelings that are beautiful that God gives you. That's your soul. But your soul and your spirit, I believe, were 
were supposed to be the same thing. And when we sinned, when Adam and Eve sinned, the soul and the spirit were split in two. And we got a spirit that was separated from God and a soul that was aligned with the flesh and it was not following God. And he says, your mind has a part of it that is spiritual. A part of it is soulish, which is linked to your flesh, which is what you think and feel based on what the world says. But a part of your mind is spiritual. And he says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. We need to take our mind and shift it and say, I'm focusing on the spiritual part of what God has given me. And that comes from his word, from spending time in his presence, from all these different things. In the spirit of your mind. And so I'd like to just go back to that verse we had right at the beginning, Romans 8 verse 6. I'll read the verse before it. It says, those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to be carnally or fleshly minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And so I'm going to ask us today to say, Lord, I want to set my mind. You know, set is a setting on a, on a, on a dial. You say, where am I setting my mind today? Am I setting it to flesh, which means what this world says is true and what my five senses tell me? Or am I setting it to spirit? Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Let my setting of my mind be on spirit and say, Lord, what do you say is true? Lord, what is true in the spirit realm all around me? I can see with my physical eyes what's around me. I can see people having conflict with me. I can see finances being low. I can see a diagnosis from a doctor. I can see problems that the world says are coming up in the future. Brexit, whatever. I can see with my physical eyes what's around me. But God, what do you say? And I'm renewed in the spirit of my mind. I read his word. I say, Lord, what is all around me? He says, the whole earth is full of the glory of God. Isaiah chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. He was high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. And there were seraphim flying around him. And they were shouting, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the place was filled with smoke and it was shaken. That's what's happening in the spirit realm. Get your mind to be set on what God is saying and what God is doing. And you still live in the physical world, but it changes your thoughts. And I want to close with one verse. And it's 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. I'm not going to preach long on it. I'm just going to read it to you. It'll be on the screen. For the weapons of our warfare. Friends, you're in a war for your mind. There's a battle going on for your mind today. The devil behind the scenes has been pulling the strings and trying to program your mind to be futile, to have confusion, to be in bondage, to be in darkness and pain and death. There is a battle going on and Jesus at the place of the skull died to win you back and to help your mind be reprogrammed. He says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not fleshly, they're not worldly weapons, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. You have weapons, Christian, to pull down strongholds. You say, what is a stronghold? You know, a stronghold is a, is a tower made of stone and brick. He says, we pull down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God 
and we bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You have weapons. You say, I'm just an ordinary Christian. I'm a brand new Christian. I don't have weapons. Friends, you have the weapons of God's Word, the sword of the Spirit. You have the shield of faith. You have prayer. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions. You have the shoes fitted with the readiness to tell people about Jesus. You have the belt of truth. You have the righteousness of God on your chest. You have the helmet of salvation. You have weapons that are mighty in God for pulling down these strongholds that have been built in your brain. Arguments against God. High things that set themselves up against the knowledge of God. There are thoughts, strongholds, brick buildings in your mind of logical arguments against God's Word. And as you read God's Word and the power of His Spirit is in you, you have the ability to say, thought stronghold, I'm pulling you down. And what happens is your brain changes from a place of the enemy's stronghold to a place of life and peace, to a garden, the tree of life, a source of supernatural life, the river of living water flowing through it. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that you never give us a command without giving us the ability to obey it. Thank you, God, that you are speaking to me, to us today, and saying, come along, my beloved. Come deeper. Come further. Come higher. Come closer. Let's change those patterns. Let's renew your mind. I thank you, God, and I proclaim today a change, a renewing of our minds. I thank you that something has shifted. Something has started today, Lord. There is a new line in the sand, and we're moving onwards with renewing and changing of our thinking. I thank you for the weapons, the, the, the powerful weapons that you give us to be able to pull down those arguments and those thoughts and to take every thought captive to Christ. And God, I commit my brain to you right now, my mind to you. I say, Lord, I want to be renewed in the spirit of my mind. I want my mind to be set on the spirit and not on the flesh. Lord, I want to think your thoughts, which are seeds, which are powerful sources of life. I want to think your thoughts so that my heart and my mind become a place of light and life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.